Quest Gaming Network is proud to present Adrenaline Gaming, the show about all things first-person shooter, fighter, and action platformer. Come get some. Hi everybody, welcome to Adrenaline Gaming for episode number one, our pilot episode. Today this show is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com provides the best earbuds on the market. They even have all they have all kinds of colors. They even come with an optional microphone. They are awesome. Just put in the word in the code off the record, all one word, at checkout and get 33% off your entire order. You can't beat it. That's tweakedaudio.com. And today, gentlemen, we are going to be talking about Dishonored, Planet Side 2, Black Ops 2, and a whole lot of Borderlands 2. Round 1, fight! And I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and today I'm being joined by my two regulars, I'm going to try to get on the show as much as possible, Michael Boom Boom Forney. Yo. <laughs> You're always the most cheerful person. And joining me as always or soon always, who knows, is Derek, I don't own Borderlands 2 yet, McClure. True, true. Um, I'm really excited about this show. We're getting in Borderlands after the show, guys. Don't Fear not. Fear not. He has to join that crowd, man. He can okay. do it. It's like, totally. Ooh. My tiny TM impression, sorry. And joining us is Dan Please Res Me Often, Boontini Wilson. I swear you die in Borderlands 2 more than anything on the face of this planet. <laughs> Speaking of Borderlands 2, okay, guys, this is like the number one topic on my mind completely. And I got, I swear, with Dan, me and him play split screen together, okay? We have a, I have a 44 Assassin, Zero, and he has a 44 um, Gunzerker. Salvador. Salvador. Anyway. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Do you guys rename your characters? Yeah, yeah, mine's yeah, Widget. okay. Me too. I was just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. But okay, get this. I'm the one that has to. I, I stay back and strategically plan out how I'm going to attack these people, especially in the second playthrough. Second playthrough, things are ridiculously hard, even more so than what it was in Planet Side or Planet Side One, Borderlands One. When you did the second playthrough, it was like slightly harder, different name mobs, whatever. This time, it's dramatically harder. Dan will sit there, I'll be sitting there sniping away, picking things off gently, you know, doing it the right way. Dan just runs by me, gun zerking out. Ah! So in the middle of everything. Jenkins! Spawns everything that could possibly spawn in that area. They come crashing down on him, he dies, and is like, why aren't you resing me? Because you're in the middle of about 50 freaking things, and I'm not going to go near that area. <laughs> so I get on his case all the time about that, he is always dead. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Here's what I have to say about that. Salvador is supposed to be the guy that runs in and gets everything and well, pulls everything the right him time, because not he just, can take it. Not just the uh, Leroy Jenkins thing in all the way. Obviously he can't. He dies. <laughs> well, I'm going to start calling Dan yet. Leroy. I'm going to. My wife plays a Zerker, and she actually doesn't die too often, surprisingly enough. I was actually surprised. She's better at this one than she was at Borderlands 1. <laughs> Me and Dan have dueled ten times. And the first eight times, I spanked him so bad that my shield wasn't even gone. So he got fed up and put a rocket launcher on one hand and a machine gun on, and a assault rifle on another hand and went gun zerker on me and hit me in one shot, on the ninth shot. 
We did it again. Right. I made sure I did it again right after that, so we didn't have his Gunzerker ability belt uh, out right then. Went right into uh, dueled again. I went into my stealth, killed him before he could blink, before he can blink an eye. Zero, if played right, can be a BA one on one, but with a lot of people, he's not so hot. And that's why Zero should be paired with the Gunzerker, in my opinion. Or a Commando. I am in love with my Commando. Oh, Commandos are fun. Level 26. That, okay. When it comes to their special ability, each class in uh, Borderlands 2 has a special ability that they do. So, they released Mechromancer last week. Mechromancer is the fifth class. You have the Siren. Her ability is she'll, she'll uh, put people in like this energy bubble and raise them up. And if you spec into it right, you can actually instantly raise people in your party. You can have four people playing with you at one time, online, or two people split-screen. Or like me and Dan did, two people split-screen, and they had Mike on with us on the first day. Um, so she has that ability. And then yeah, you have... Did you know that she has another spec that she can go into, too? And it'll cause that bubble to suck all the surrounding enemies towards it. Oh, that's sweet. That is Works cool. Works really good with the, um, uh, with the commando, because you can throw your turret down, and it can just take out everybody. Me and Dan were doing the chit combo. When the Macromancer got released, I'm playing the Macromancer, he's playing the Siren, and he has an ability where if we kill the person inside of his bubble, it heals him and me. Yep. I have it on mine. That's just awesome. So I, I like the Siren special. It, it's decent. It's very, very helpful. The healer, if you will. Then you have, of course, the Gunzerker. They have the ability to pull out any two weapons in both hands, so dual wielding any two weapons for a period of time. With uh, increased reload speed, if you spec into it right, and increased firing speed. If you and, use fully automatic regen. weapons. Right, Dan? Yeah. And, yeah, as long as you're holding down the trigger, he will reload faster and shoot a lot faster. And it keeps on progressing, so I'll have my machine gun. If I hold down the trigger long enough, it'll be out of ammo before I'm done gun, gun zerking. Well, that's why you put the points in the one that regens your ammo while you're gun zerking. Exactly. And that's what, exactly what I did. Dan's full Gunzerker spec. He's a he's a beast when he goes Gunzerker. When he's not Gunzerker, he's a little wimp. And I was looking at Dan's side of the screen, and I, I for the first time yesterday, I noticed after many, 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 many hours of playing this game that his screen like gets all like veiny, and the veins are pulsing on his screen when he goes into a Gunzerker. It's crazy looking. <laughs> and from time to time, he'll also hum to himself, which I find. Hilarious. Derek, if you have any questions, just jump on in. What um, I like to do is... Me, I'm soaking it in right now. Me and the wife do our combo with our Gunzerker Siren, and I'll, I'll lift him up in the air, and she'll, I'll tell her beforehand, and then she'll Gunzerk and just take the guy out quick. <laughs> so we do it with like all the boss fights. It works out perfect. So you guys are doing the Siren-Gunzerker combo? Yes, it's amazing. That's sweet. I'm playing Zero, okay? Zero has, in my opinion, the worst special. He goes into a ghost. He goes invisible, and he has a little... Uh, dummy that comes out and starts swinging everything. It's like a, a way to attract everything. Now, there's one tree on the right side where you it's all about melee. And you can kill things really quickly in melee. If you kill one person at the end of the tree, you go back into that... You go back stealth again. And as long as you keep killing people in one shot, well, in that, you can remain stealth. It's useless in the second playthrough. Very useful in the first playthrough. Highly useful. The middle tree... Oh, the left tree is um, not useful at all. It, the special ability becomes a mute point. However, the left-hand tree, I always forget the name of these trees, so bear with me. It makes the assassin a deadly, deadly sniper. I mean, insanely deadly. 
as well as the amount of um, uh, reload, gun swapping, and gun damage, as well as crit damage you can do on that tree is ridiculous. I'm playing the middle tree. I have it completely decked out. So when I go into stealth, I can th- I can throw out shurikens. I can do five sets of them and that shoot out five bolts. And those five bolts will put five random elements on whatever I hit with it, as well as do what's called marking them for death. Marking them for death means they get a 20% damage increase to them, no matter who's shooting them, for, I believe it's like eight seconds. Yeah, and whenever I see that mark, I instantly turn my gun circuit on that person and take them out instantly. So I can do this for, I can do five sets of bolts when I'm in that mode, and when I do that, I can mark five people. Daniel can go ballistic, and before we know it, we'll wipe out an entire group. Um, I've done a couple times where there was a group of three or four in a corner, and Dan was getting gunned down. I went stealth, went up behind him, hit five of them really quick with that. Three of them dropped. I took one shot, and because um, when I'm in stealth, of whatever shot I take does 200% damage or 300% damage, something like that. It doesn't increase the amount, but dramatically. And that one shot killed the last person. So Dan, all Dan sees is full, all four people just drop to the ground dead. So, I mean, he has his uses, but the way I have him set up, my damage and my reload speed is insanely fast. Huh, Dan? Oh, yeah. I had him test this. Uh, I had a shotgun, handed it to him, and said, fire a couple rounds and reload. He fired a couple rounds, and within, like, two seconds, he had the gun reloaded and tossed it back to me. I equipped it, fired a couple rounds, and it took me like 20, 20 more seconds to get that fully reloaded and ready to go. It was insane how fast he could reload guns. I have a semi-automatic handgun that I use, and the reload speed is pretty quick with those things regardless, but when I'm shooting it, my reload speed is so quick it doesn't have time to do the animation before I'm shooting again. So it's literally about a second or less. So I can keep on firing, and I, it's, it's barely even a gap between loading. And it's the same way with my snap. The sniper rifle has some of the lowest reload times besides the rocket launcher or the... Um, shotgun? Shotgun, thank you. <laughs> no problem. It has a... I can get anything down to a mere one to two seconds on reload with him. Because I also have a uh, one of those mods those character mods, the class mods, that had, gives me a uh, bonus like five points. It's an it's a epic. It's a purple quality. gives me bonus five points to my, my three key abilities, and one of them is reload speed. My reload speed is naturally 96% increased right now. And then I have another perk that increases my reload speed by 120% after I kill somebody. So after I kill somebody, it's instant reload on any weapon at any time. Including rocket launchers. Nice. Dang. So is this assassin? Is this like um, replacing the sniper from the first game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that's who I started out with, and I'm gonna have to start over because I do not like him. Like, so how do they compare? Um, the specials are completely 100 percent different. You know, they don't even compare really at all, except for the fact that they both can be really efficient with sniper rifles. Okay. Um, zero. His abilities with sniper rifles can be insane if you go left-hand side, where you can multiply critical hits. All right, I talked about this on another show once, I believe on Dungeon Crawler, but what it is is that when I, when I was fully specced on the left-hand side for sniper, I would multiply my crit for every crit I took. So if I hit someone in the head, 
my crit was then doubled. And then if I hit okay. someone else in the head, right after that, it was doubled again, doubled again. Um, I one-shot a boss with my sniper rifle because I had a 26 increase on it. So I started out, my regular crit was 4,000. By the time I hit the boss, it hit him for fifty-six or 66,000 points. Wow. So it became a one-hit. So are you feeling a little OP at this point? No, actually, my assassin can't take a hit to save his life at okay. all. I, I can get killed very, very, very easily if I get overwhelmed. Uh, one-on-one, the assassin's deadly. But when you go multiples in different angles, it becomes very, very hard to do anything. So that's where the okay. assassin really shines is the one-on-one. Um, then you have, of course, the commando. Who am I missing? Is okay. The commando. And their ability is my, what I consider to be the second most powerful special in the game right now. That turret is insane. Awesome. I know me and Mike are, two, are doing two different trees with the commander right now. Both are based off of the turret. I'm doing the the far left tree, which is all turret based. The gorilla. The gorilla tree. And what it does is, like, my, I have a very short respawn time. I have an increased time for the turret to stay out. By, with my mod right now, it's like something like 15 or 14 seconds additional time it's out. And that 14 seconds can equal two or three more kills. Um, it wipes out everything. I have rockets attached to it. And on top of that, it shoots seven rounds in a burst. So about seven rounds every two seconds. It wipes out everything. So my, my guy, my commander is completely based off his turret right now. Without that thing out, I'm not really boosted except for the fact, except for my, uh, my BA points. Mike, yep. what are BA points? Badass points. Mm-hmm. I can say that on the on the air, right? Okay, good. I'll let you. Yeah. <laughs> um, badass points are something you get for doing certain. How would you say? I guess achievements in the game. You get so many kills, you go up in badass rank, and every time you go up a uh, badass rank, you'll start getting more and more points. Uh, then you can spend these points in increasing your weapon damage, increasing your reload speed, your accuracy, your shield regen. Pretty much anything in the game you can increase with this. And it carries um, and over it's for all the characters on your account. Yeah, it carries over to your other characters that you create on your account. It's saved to your profile, not to the actual save file for the character. So, so when I created my Macromancer, and I look as my assassin was already in his forties. I, I I didn't realize this at first when I went to go put badass points in. I realized that I had all these b- bonuses already attached to her. Mm-hmm. So her reload speed was ridiculously fast. I put a lot of points into it. And her gun damage was much higher than it should be for a starting character. And there's no limit to how many points you can put in to your badass point. Oh, so this is like shared specialization points? It is. Okay. I love it. It's a brilliant idea. Now, there's a couple things about Borderlands 2. I mean, of course, the Mecromancer has the most powerful special ability in the game. (laughs) OP. It's like this robot assassin that she throws out that will go and melee the snot out of anything in its path. And it stays out for a minute, minute and a half, something like that. It stays out until its health goes down. No, it has a timer, Dan. Fully. It has a timer. It's a minute. Um, From what I've read online, though, there's actually a lot of bugs with her (laughs) her special. Oh, really? Like, it's not very intelligent. (laughs) So far, what I'm seeing has been pretty B.A. Like, well, yeah. If you is you just gotta know when to throw it. That's that's the problem people are having with it. It's like um, 
It's completely missing some corner of AI chip, so it has no artificial intelligence. <laughs> so if you don't throw it near the enemy you want it to attack, it might go down a cliff and attack some random thing far away from you. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah, which could cause problems later. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's really a toss-up. See, with my commando, I did the uh, middle tree. I'm doing the gunpower tree right now, which I got pretty much as far as I want into it so I could get the longbow turret which allows me to throw the turret wherever I'm aiming. So it teleports to where I'm at. So I use it to flank enemies. I'll throw it behind enemy lines, and then I'll like just take out everything because they'll be getting shot from the front and the back. And the end of that tree for you is being able to throw two turrets out, right? No, the end. actually, the end of that tree is to throw a nuclear bomb out. Oh, that's right. It A nuclear explosion when you throw it out. Yeah, the survival tree has the dual turrets at the bottom, which I think I'm going to go for that next so I can double flank the enemies I um the end of mine it puts two barrels on my gun with two sets of rocket launchers and it shoots um slag yep so that thing's gonna become just a, a murderer plain and simple <laughs> nothing's gonna get in its way and it's a smart turret and when I have the uh the aim increased on it because of the laser the, the laser sight it's highly accurate yeah yeah See, I have mine that increases my gun damage, melee damage, and grenade damage whenever the turret's out. So oh, I just, man. Basically, when my turret's out, I go BA. <laughs> One of the coolest things about the tree I'm going down, Mike, is that I get five extra grenades. Yeah, the grenadier tree, yeah. I have 14 grenade. grenades on my commando at level 26. See, I never use grenades, so... I found a grenade once. It was an epic quality that when you when I threw it, it had no timer for the fuse. It just sprouted out four flame jets and went in a circle for circle, yeah. about 10, 15 seconds and murdered everything. Yep. And then I have a legendary, one of the two legendaries I found in the game, period, on my Macromancer. I, I snapped it up before Dan could get it. Um, <laughs> I'm a nice brother. When I throw it, it explodes the initial blast, and then seven more grenades go out and explode, and then seven more from each of those seven explode more. I actually got my first legendary today while I was playing this afternoon. Really? What'd you get? It's a shield called the Black Hole. Really? It has a really quick uh, speed to regen, and then it doesn't take that long for your shield to actually go start going again. Plus, whenever uh, my shield gets depleted, it does like a huge Nova Blast for like 3,000 damage. That's an, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a legendary shield you get anyway from... Um... Yeah, this makes that thing look like a, a a a green little toy. I don't even count that one. I don't I don't count yeah. that quest legendary. That's kind of stupid. I didn't count it either. This one actually dropped from an enemy for me today. The other legendary I got was a handgun in our twenties at some point that was not even close to being as good as the, the epic I had. So I just sold it, <laughs> which which made me think that I was stupid. Because I didn't actually equip it and try it out, because legendaries have hidden attributes that they don't talk about that's not on the listing. Yep. So if you get a legendary, even if the stats are less than what you're currently equipped, equip it anyway and give it a test run, because it might surprise the snot out of you what they can do. Legendaries are incredible. So Derek, it has the same yes. kind of loot system. I'm sure you play Borderlands 1, right? A little bit, yeah. It has the white quality, green, blue, purple, and then orange. There's, okay. In Borderlands 2, there's two different levels of purple. You have a light purple and a dark purple, which are the two different qualities. So dark purple being more rare and better than the light. Well, you have red, too. Red's not in this, is it? 
You're prob- that's probably the other purple you're talking about. That's probably what I'm talking Joe's about. Joe's colorblind people, so yeah. <laughs> so bear with me. <laughs> bear with them. Yeah, it's red. Um, they're E-Tech is what they are. They're called E-Tech. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, the E-Techs. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I yeah, love E-Tech they're, weapons. They're, the, they're another version of purple. Um, then they, you have... You usually shoot, what is it, elemental. Yeah, well, some kind of it. It alters your your bullets into something completely different. Um, okay, and that's the highest? No. You only have legendaries. Legendaries are... There's a yellow and an orange. To me, it looks yellow, but it's like, it's like a bright orange, and then you have a dark orange. Yeah. Dark orange is the most rare gun in the game right now. In Borderlands 1, in the uh, General Noxus expansion, they included what's called Pearlescent, which were even more rare than Legendary. I've never found a single one, and I played that <laughs> not out of that game trying to find one. Me, me and my both did. Me and Joe farmed the, like, the highest level enemy that dropped these in the game for, I mean, probably 50, 60 hours at least, and never got one to drop. Oh my gosh. They Ever. were a, like a like an emerald green color, and they were there was only a set amount in the game. They were teal, Joe. Whatever. I can't see it. It looked like green to me. <laughs> I'll tell the colors, okay? All right, fine. You do that. But there are no pearl essence in the game right now for Borderlands 2. No. Um, now, however, um, Captain Scarlet and her pirate's booty launched today. Yay! And they are actually comparing it to Cap to uh, General Knox in terms of content and size. Um, it should have been called Captain Badunka Dunkin' her private booty, but that would have been wrong. Oh yes, because that game is right on every level. <laughs> it's nothing right about this game. Oh my god, the best quest in any game ever is in this game. Besides the tea party with Tiny Tina, I am a huge Tiny Tina fan. I'm saying that right now, guys. I never did the tea party quest. That's the one what? quest I haven't done. Yep. You have to go back and do it. Definitely, definitely you worth it. You have to do Tiny Tina and her story, tea party. I've, I've met her, the story quest, but I never did the tea party one. Have you the done the train robbery? The story quest is amazing, as well as the reward <laughs> that you get in the end. Yeah, it's wholly worth it. And did you do the uh, train robbery one with her? Oh, yes, I already did the train robbery. Okay, good. That's like where you get rich. Um, yeah. Yeah, she does the tea party quest. That one is one of my favorite quests in the game. But my absolute favorite quest in the game is shoot me in the face. (laughs) Yes, I love that quest. Okay, there's this one point in the game where you're going through a bandit camp, killing all these bandits. You see this like bandit just pacing himself. You gotta be shot in the face. I have to be shot in the face, not in the leg, not in the arm. Has to be in the face. (laughs) You go over there and you talk to him. He's all. Just shoot me in the face! And the quest is, shoot me in the face. You accept it? you shoot him in the face. You shoot him in the face. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You you turn it in as a dead corpse. And you get the achievement. (laughs) This is it right here, actually. Shoot me in the face! In the face! Do it! Shoot me in the face! Thank you! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can't wait to do this. That is, I, I, when I found that thing, I was dying. Oh, I, I literally I, almost you died. You can ask Dan. Night. I almost fell out of my chair. It was awesome. It was I love so that awesome. you get an achievement for it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Show me the face. You know what quests I hate in this game? Hmm. I hate the timed quests. Oh, I know. Me and Dan avoid them. 
I I, I, I like skip two of them. I I just I don't like them. I every other quest I like, but those ones annoy me. You basically have to go clear out every enemy between here and whatever you're doing, and then log the quest to go do it. Yeah, and then pray you get it done in time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't do them. Not a fan of those. Um, there's only one that me and Dan do, and that's the one where you have to go to that like that abandoned motel that has the bus in the center of it. Yeah. You have to go deliver the mail in that one little area. We go yeah. over there and wipe them out for the experience anyway, and then just go do it. I keep Dan over there waiting in the mailbox. I go activate the quest. He just starts turning them in. So within that's seconds, it's turned in. Yeah, that's what we did this time, me and the wife. <clears throat> I sent her back to activate it, and I waited over there. But then, once I was waiting over there, all of a sudden, enemies started popping out for randomly again, and killed me. <laughs> I did play a little bit of Captain Scarlet today, and I gotta say, the, the new vehicle that's included is awesome! The best vehicle in any Borderlands game. It's called... New vehicle? New vehicle. It's like, <laughs> it's, just a, this, it's the sand something, it's a, it's a hovercraft. Oh, that's so awesome. It's like a boat that's a hovercraft. And you get a harpoon, you get a choice between an exploding harpoon, um, the razor blades that you get on the uh, the bandit vehicle you get in the game, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the rocket launcher that you get from the, the first vehicle. Oh, that's can, awesome! Uh, can four people get on that one too? Yes. Nice. Oh, I believe so. Epic. That's what I like about <laughs> this game, is they finally added vehicles that were four-person vehicles. Yeah. That bandit one is fun. I actually like getting on it. And being the being using my own gun, <laughs> yeah, you can. That's the cool part about it. Yeah, I'd rather use that than the the turret, can, the mounted turret or the mounted razor one or whatever, because I can do more damage with the guns that I have. Yeah, the saw blade yes, is not that great, but but, but the, the thing about that, Mike, is that it wastes your personal ammo while you're firing your gun. So ammo compared cheap. to compared to doing the turret where you have infinite ammo, no reload. Well, the the barrel launcher on that thing is devastating. It's just slow as snot. Yeah, like I said, ammo, I don't care about having to buy ammo. I'll waste all my ammo. I got enough money to buy millions of ammo over and over and over again. I was, uh, there's new enemies all throughout this game. You have pirates to deal with, and the undead pirates suck. I died three times to them because they sit there and drain your health as they melee melee you to death. And they gain their health. Yeah, I I know I need fire for them. I didn't have anything. I had a slag weapon on right at that point, but ah, I had. Eventually, I took my turret out, and he just wiped him out. But it's so far, it's huge. The amount of side quests. I haven't even gotten to the main, the starting of the main quest yet, and I have fifteen side quests. You know, that's more like six, but feels like no, fifteen. Gonna, I can't wait. I'm gonna go download that as soon as we're done today. <laughs> well worth it. And, I, and you know, they. I've heard hints. You know how uh, General Knox, you know that, the kind of reward you got, Mike? Yeah. I, from what I understand, it's akin to that at the end of this one. Nice. Have you Very beat the nice. second playthrough yet? No. Uh, me and Dan are about halfway through the second playthrough. Once you beat it, you know, everything levels up to level 50. Yeah, I know. So that's when you start farming for those oranges. There is another boss, Mike, that's like um, Cromax. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same quest, too. You know when you got the quest to do Cromax, it said uh, you dot will dot die? Yeah. Same quest. But nice. this one, they haven't found a one-player bug yet where you can bug him out. And he's they're pretty much saying he's unbeatable. Well, uh, then me and you will have to just go the... beat him, won't we? Heck yeah, we will. <laughs> High five. I'll just have to make sure I level up first. 
<laughs> it's said that the devs even have a really, really hard time with him. But he has the same kind of loot tables that Crawmax did. Nice. In the amount. And he has their specific legendaries that only he drops. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I can't wait to go get him, Mike. But the thing is, though, is what pissed me off is what kind of monster he is. <sighs> My second he? least favorite monster in the entire game. He's a skag. No. Thresher. He's a thresher. Oh, he's a thresher? With tentacles oh. everywhere. Oh, I hate Threshers! I can't stand Threshers, but I... Especially oh. the Vortex Threshers. Yep. Those drive me oh. insane. I've watched I just Daniels... run over Threshers with a car. <laughs> yeah. Daniel was in a vehicle. We were both in two different vehicles in a second playthrough, and a Vortex Thresher came up in front of him, about 15 feet in front of him, and he was trying to gun it. That thing was sucking his car in. Nice. The Ow. only thing that are worse than Threshers, though, the Stalkers, a.k.a. the Invisible You-Know-What. <laughs> I hate those friggin' things! Well, yeah, see, invisible I actually assholes. don't mind them too much because I have a turret. Yeah, well... It doesn't I, seem I to realize that they're invisible. If you have shock weapons, it it destroys them. Oh, yeah. I always have a shock weapon. Same I thing. Like, if you have... Sniper. The robots are pain in the neck, but if you have a, um, a bioweapon... It you know what also him. works really good on the the robots. Hmm. The um, is Explosive? that the T or no? Is it? It's one of the uh, the assault rifles that fires the explosive rounds. The yeah. big balls of yellow. Explosive oh, rounds. I can kill those. Legendary in, one of that. And I can kill those in out. two hits. You don't have a legendary, Dan. Yeah, I got a legendary. Uh, wait, no, it's an epic. Epic. Yeah, I have an epic too, and it, yeah, I kill epic them in like one two hits. But I, that thing will take down those loaders. It's awesome. Well, we'll get into some more Borderlands 2 talk probably next week. But one of the things I want to talk about is tips, little tips and tricks for you guys really quick. Um, one of the things is I want to mention is there's a whole lot of Easter eggs in this game and little tricks that you know you don't know about unless you hear about it from somebody else or read about it. And or one of the you things, have the strategy guide like me. Yeah, or that. If you tip Moxie $15,000, you'll see what happens. I'm not going to tell you, Mike. Tip Moxie for $15,000 when you get the money. I would wait until you're in your 20s in the first playthrough or in your 40s in the second playthrough because it'll be worth it at that point. Uh, do it then. Also, slot machines. If you don't know how slot machines work, you have a chance of getting a legendary. Epic or blue item or green. Um, if you match three Moxie legs, you get blue item, a blue gun. If you match three of, um, what's his face, uh, the gun dealer. Marcus. Marcus. You get a, an epic, so a purple quality. If you match three vault symbols, you get a legendary weapon. I spent a hundred thousand on that thing last week and didn't get one purple. I got a couple of blues. I haven't got a purple yet. I not. Oh, also the iridium. The iridium is the important thing I get from those. Yeah, I did get iridium though. I love the iridium jackpot, and it just pours them out everywhere. Iridium is what your is your currency you use to buy your SDUs or storage deck upgrades, which increases your bank size, your backpack size, and your ammo size for gun types. And yep. you want more of that? The more ammo you can carry, the better. Trust me. And I'm maxed out on my assault rifle, and one more to max out my sniper. Um, a lot of people have been talking about the Minecraft Easter egg. Me and Dan have done it twice. I've done it already on my Commando once. It is. It's cool. If you've ever played Minecraft, it's it's a must see. You have to see it. You can only and get to it halfway through the game though, when a certain event occurs, a big event that you'll know. 
a certain city gets relocated. Um, but after that occurs, then you can go do it. But it's, it's where that, that location used to be, and there's a specific path you have to take to get to it. You, you're going to want to look at a video. There's a ton of YouTube videos on how to find it. Go to one of those, and you're golden. And so that sounds exciting to me. What exactly, like, what can you tell me about that without spoiling it? Let's put it this way. You have to break blocks, uh, dirt blocks, stone blocks to get in by literally swinging at them. Okay. Inside are a couple of um, specific Minecraft mobs that you have to gun down. Oh, my God. There's even a BA one. Yeah. There's even a badass one. Ah, sweet. Yeah, Yeah, it's worth it. And the rewards you get are awesome. Um, I don't know if I want to tell you the rewards. Those are cool. No, I won't tell you. I'll let you see it for yourself. And I'm sorry. I have to say, I'm sorry once again, Joe. Yeah, both times he stole my rewards. He has them both. That's not nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll think about forgiving him one of these days. I haven't decided on that yet. <laughs> um, Mike, is there any other tricks that you want to talk about? Uh, well, you can get the golden keys. We didn't talk about them yet. Yeah. Um, golden, golden keys you can get. They're uh, special items that you can get by following uh, Borderlands 2 on Twitter, um, by purchasing the Premier Club. And they allow you to open a chest in Sanctuary that has one to two purples in it. And it is whatever level you are currently when you open the chest, those are the purples you can get. So I would say wait until you're high level to do it because Mm -hmm. don't waste the key. I know that Gearbox has been doing a little uh, golden key giveaway periodically throughout the day on Twitter. If you follow them, you can see it and you put a code in the game under um, special or is it not? It's extras. And extras you, and then uh, I it'll give the you a golden key. Service. Yeah, and also I want to talk to you guys really quick. I met the creepiest, weirdest, and most sadistic character in Borderlands yet. If you can believe that, it's the first NPC you meet in the new DLC. His name is Shades. Hmm. Think Johnny Depp in a straitjacket. <laughs> hmm. Nice. Um. And more, and then times that by tw- by double for sadistic, and creepy. Wow! Oh, wow! Let's put it this way: the first town you go to is called Oasis. He's uh, apparently the only person there, but yet he has friends all over town. His friends are corpses that he named and propped it up in positions all over town. Ooh, sounds fun. And there's one girl oh. that he's like calls the player. Who um, has her face hollowed out, and there's a microphone where her face used to be. Uh, <laughs> the guy is creepy, and he's way too happy that you're there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but oh, when I heard first heard Scarlet's voice, Captain Scarlet, I know I I recognize her right away. You know that really that nutso scientist? I always forget her name. Tannis. Tannis. It's her voice. Mm. Nice. Uh-huh. I, I, it's easy to tell. You can tell. Well, I'm into audio, obviously. I, I was able to recognize it pretty quick, but it's Tannis' voice done with more of a um, piratey type of accent to it. It's kind of cool, but anyway, I can't wait to do more of that. I only got like about an hour to play in it. Um, so, guys, what are we going to talk about next? Um, why don't we actually do this, Mike? Why don't we talk about the Planet Side 2 announcement? Okay. 
So, uh, Smee today, uh, yeah, no, SOE president guy, he, uh, go ahead and went an announcement on Planet Side 2. He says, first off, we expect to be streaming the game live from SOE Live's keynote at 7 p.m. this Thursday. Uh, during the keynote, they're going to be showing off the third comp- continent, Amorish, uh-huh. as well as, yep, they're going to be finally showing off the third continent, yeah. as well as talking about our long-term plans for the game post-launch. In addition to all this, they are going to formally announce the release date of the game. Oh, finally! So they've cho- they've already have a date. Um, they figure they can get the game ready for launch by then, and they're going to let us know on Thursday. So it's going to be awesome. Oh, I'm going to be out of town on Thursday. Mike, yeah, you got to so. make sure you take copious notes on this. Yeah. So I'm going to have to. Well, I'll have to see if I can watch it on their website because you know I'm not <laughs> going, unfortunately. I wish I was going. I tried to go. Eh, anyways, I'm still a little bit pissed. Uh, mm. <laughs> they said they actually have a team of 100 people working on the game day and night just to get the issues fixed. So um, Their big ticket items they're working on right now, performance. That's their number one thing they're working on. They're doing improvements to uh, uh, basically the CPU is <clears> the big thing right now, making sure the game can handle it. And then they're also working on graphics second. Uh, the second thing they're working on is metagame. Uh, they have large plans for things that are going to make everybody happy, and they will revol- revolve around a three-continent launch. So nice. they will launch all three continents. Well, that was, that's kind of what I was expecting to do. Yeah. So, and they they promise. Uh, he said he's not going into details about it, and because him and Higby haven't really done anything yet, but tomorrow is supposed to announce the specifics. Higby is supposed to announce the specifics. So uh, I'll be paying attention to the forums then. Weapon balancing. They're gonna got a long way to go on that, but they're still working on that. And yeah, the remaining do. certs. They say within two weeks we expect all the certs to be done. Nice. And that includes properly setting the cost. So that should I can't wait for that. And then they're gonna also work on changing over weapon sales to cert points. This will also mean the end of Araxium as a resource. So they're getting rid of Araxium. Really? Yep. Mm. After listening to feedback in the thread, we feel that this is the way to go. Keep in mind when we do this, with the next patch, we will be dramatically increasing the speed at which you gain certs. Something like four times. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be... Raxium's going to be gone. Everything's going to be with cert points or, obviously, uh, station cash. That's something I wasn't expected. And it's actually kind of, in my mind, at first I was kind of disappointed in this. When I thought about it, like playing Vanu side, how if we get overrun, like we tend to do lately, a lot, our Raxium gain is dramatically low. Yep. So we weren't getting anything. This yeah. makes more sense to me. It's more of a balanced thing. Yeah. Well, and the one thing that they were talking about, too, was making it to where a Raxium gain is dependent <clears throat> on you getting XP. Well, what about the little things? I don't. Yeah, then we'll have to wait and see what they do. Like grenades and such, because I, I don't want to spend a cert point to get a grenade. So it'll be the next patch. You'll probably. Well, they're not. Get, they're getting rid of Araxium. They're not getting rid of the other three. Yeah, I was about to say they're probably going to like make you spend resources. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They uh, have the sorry. other three resources still, and those are the ones that you usually spend to get grenades and stuff like that. So. Nah, you spend Araxium right now to do it. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Okay, well then they'll probably change it over. The other three um, were just for vehicles. All of them? I thought the same one was for vehicles. Nope, all three. This different oh. a different resource for different vehicle types. Oh, okay. Oh, just my type paid attention. 
Well, the only vehicle I ever got was a tank or an ATV, so... All right, new player into the action fast. They have a nice mini tutorial coming that will help all the newbies get learn how to play the game very quickly. Nice, I needed this. Yes, I did. So, yes. Uh, instant action mode is working properly. It's busted. We get it. It will be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to fix that. Um, there, And then lastly, he says, these are only a, small, a very small portion of major changes coming to the game. Since we're going to announce the date soon, I feel like it's super important that you all understand how serious we are in- incorporating your feedback and also how serious we are about launching Planet Side 2 as our cleanest launch ever. And then later on down there, he goes, oh, I forgot a few things. They said an awesome player website is coming soon within two weeks. External API is coming soon, hopefully within a week, and they will launch with a kick blank mobile app. So uh, the mobile yeah, app been, will be out with the launch of the game. We've been waiting for that mobile app. It's one of the big things they've been touting. Yep. For people who don't know what PlanSide is, PlanSide 2 is an MMO FPS. It's the first, well, the second, because PlanSide 1 was the first. True, massive, multiplayer, online, first-person shooter in an ever-evolving, active world between three factions in constant war over bases and land, um, including vehicles, ground vehicles, tanks, ATVs, um, personnel carriers, to aircraft from fighter jets, to massive, um, to bombers, to the galaxy, which is your mo- your your um your squad carrying aircraft. It's a massive twelve person twelve man carrier. Um as well as multiple classes for ground fighting, as well as the Max unit, which is a completely awesome external suit that makes you completely kick ass. <laughs> so um we have me, myself, and Derek and Mike have been playing Planet Side Two periodically. I haven't played in in a, in a week. I have been super busy with everything going on with the network, and been bo- tied up in Borderlands Two. I am a huge fan of the Planet Side series, gigantic fan. I love Planet Side Two, um, love it. Even with the venue problems, I still love it. I play a venue. It's my thing, my Mike's thing, and Derek's thing. Mm-hmm. Um. They launched. They announced uh, last week or two weeks ago that they were doing the second continent, Esmer. Um, I went into it the day after to give it a shot, and I was grossly disappointed. Um, mostly because of how the way it was. I know it was. They announced right after that 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 was a big problem and they were working on fixing it. I love the idea of Esmer and how it how it applies. You know, how being spread out little bases and being more strategic on it. I love that concept. But when I went in there, NC controlled 98% of the map. And they still do. They were dive-bombing our warp gate. I mean, I saw people in groups leaving the warp gate just to go in a group to try to survive, to get two or three people through it. It was that bad. Well, they were shooting through our shields, which I did not understand that at all. Like, I would walk out the building and get sniped. Yep. That's a problem. Yeah. It is a new continent, I believe that they had fixed it, and... uh, I've been playing Esamir uh last few days and we almost had the map for for a little while. It, it seems to be more evened out now. Nice. Yeah, maybe that last hot pat, hot hot fix patched it then. However, I, think, I haven't got I think so cuz I I experienced what you guys did and I was like, "Oh, screw this. I'm not playing it." And I didn't play it for like 5 days cuz I was I was so mad about it. And uh but yeah, I jumped back in it and everything seems to be working pretty good right now. 
I gotta admit though, I, I did go to a different server and play t- as a um, a TR. Yeah, I know, I played a TR. And I tried it on a different server, and it was a good even control between NC and TR, with Venu controlling one base. But the fighting seemed a lot more congested than the other continent. The continent seemed a lot more spread out and doing different areas. In this one, the fight that I was in was massive. We were fighting NC and Venu on both sides of us nonstop over one base because I think what, what's, what's happening here is the fact that you have so few bases on this continent that's creating these compiled fights for an area. Yes. So the amount of people fighting in that area was intense. I did love that. I was, you know, I felt guilty for playing a TR, but, you know, I still think their heavy assaults overpowered. I proved that when I played them. Oof. Hey, you're doing it for research. I, yeah. That's what I tell myself. I did play NC also. Just, I had to, I had to fly a Reaver. I mm. had to. I flew my Reaver. I was happy. And then I went back to the venue and, play, and, and flew my bomber, and I was happy again. I can't you, you, wait for Planetside 2. It's like the ultimate adrenaline game. I, I can't forgive you, Joe. Yeah, you'll you played it. NC. I, I can't forgive you for that. When we were doing Planetside off the record, we were being ridiculed for being Vanu-centric. Yeah, this game is in, it instills loyalty. Come on. <laughs> it's like the number one thing about it. They have devs that fight on Twitter all the time about their sides. You know, that's true, because, you know, I, I was over in the Planetside 1, and uh, and I have an intense hatred for the NC for some reason. Like, I could play a TR, but I cannot play NC. Yeah, I hate Smurfs. I, I have no idea why. It's like an ingrained I, hatred. I haven't played anybody else yet. <laughs> There's a um, another show that does Planetside, another Planetside 2 show. They actually emailed us and offered a challenge. To the Quest Gaming Network crew, they want they play TR, and they know that we play Venu. They want to wind up on being on the same server to be a rival outfit to us. That'd be fun. Nice. I'm all for it, guys. If you're listening, we accept your challenge. So email us with the when we figure out what the final servers are. We'll we'll talk to each other and figure out what server we're going to head to. Yep, that works for me. That's awesome. I'm yeah, down. that sounds fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'll run over some some TR with my tank. <laughs> Heck yeah! I'm getting good at piloting. They better watch this, guys. So, Derek, you've obviously been playing the most Planetside 2 out of the crew. So how was your, besides what you were experiencing, I mean, so your opinion of Esmer has increased, right? Uh, yeah, actually, when I was able to actually get out and look at it, um, first of all, it the whole atmosphere is... I, I just love it. It's very sparse. I feel like I'm on like a deserted. I feel like I'm on hot, pretty much. It's great. Uh, but uh, I had a lot of fun because I was like you said. There's like congested spots, but then everything else is like just you know abandoned, pretty much. And I'll just run around by myself. I'll try to cap. I'll run into a couple of players, and we'll go at it for you know 20 minutes. Just because no one else is around, hmm. and uh, I had this one situation that it was it was so much fun. I was uh, defending one base, and I saw two people because you know they're just little black dots against that white background. So I saw them from very far off, and it was a heavy and a sniper. And 
I'm telling you, for like an hour, we fought back and forth with each other. They kept trying to get close to the base. I was hitting them with my turrets. I was, you know, throwing grenades at them. They just couldn't get to me. <laughs> and they fought, and they finally called in somebody uh, with a tank and blew my turrets up. They finally got to me and killed me, but I respawned right before they took over the place. So I was up in the spawn room, and they were right underneath me and had no clue. And I was like, I shot one, and the other one had no idea where the bullets were coming from, so he backed up into my line of fire even more. So I <laughs> killed both of them and took back the base. Oh, that's It was awesome. so much fun. That's the, awesome. that's the kind of moments that Planet Side 2 is built on. Yes. That and doing some kind of epic fight with your friends, that's the best part of it. Yeah. It seriously is. Um, but I love it. I, you know, you're running around. You had like the snow blind where I'm like, I just need to turn my brightness down. Um, I love it. I, the atmosphere is great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dan, I, I noticed something in your notes. I didn't, I didn't, you forgot to mention. It says in your notes that you found an Easter egg in the very beginning of the game. I don't remember this. Oh yeah. Me and you, uh, in Claptrap's, in Claptrap's place, we found a, uh, disembodied claptrap unit that had the skin for one of the DLCs on the original Borderlands game. I don't it remember si- this. It was sitting on a table and it had the skin for when the claptrap units take over. Oh yeah, the um what's the name of that that expansion? Interplanetary uh, robot assassin. Yeah, yeah, that one. It, it's the re- revolution. Yeah, that that claptrap unit that was dead had that skin. And I'm like, Joe pointed it out, actually. That's not really an Easter egg, Daniel. That's just a part of a, a reference to the first game. They're all well, over the place in the game, because that's what it is, Borderlands 2. Yeah, well, okay. I, I still thought I'd mention it. Fair enough. Um, alrighty. Black Ops 2 is coming out, guys, next month, actually, in one month, November 13th. I'm a big Call of Duty player, but I don't play it online because I can't stand the kids. And I only play the one player to a certain point before I get bored of it. My thing is I love playing Call of Duty on split screen at home with my son and my brother and my non-legally non-official adopted son, Ryan. That's where we have a blast. And Black Ops 2 had one of the coolest features of it was the bots the AI that you could put into it when playing split screen, it made it a blast. You can actually have all four of your friends on the same team, not just against each other, fighting the bots. Now, the thing that Black Ops 1 failed at was that you couldn't level up like you can in Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 on offline. Because in offline, you level up the same way you level up in online mode. And you do your your loadouts the same way. And everyone else couldn't save their loadouts by their profile in Black Ops 1. That's where they failed quite miserably, in fact. So my goal, or my hope for Black Ops 2, is that they combine the bots with the leveling app system and the account system of Modern Warfare 3. That would make me like a giddy like a schoolgirl. Hard to see. I did see a lot about Black Ops 2. Um, and it looks actually extremely cool. It's a lot different in many ways than the other modern warfares because it's based on a near-future warfare. I mean, the tanks get up and walk on legs. Awesome! 
the toys. You know, nice. you know that weapon they're they're developing. It's a sound wave weapon. It's supposed to uh, emit an intense sound wave in front of it. Anything in its path, it'll it disrupts your eardrums it, and makes it really it hard to disorients. Disorients, right? That's in the game as one of your perks you can use. Um, I noticed nice. there's a video on their site that shows multiplayer and it gives all kinds shows all kinds of little tricks and toys in there. It's a must see. It's at callofduty.com forward slash black ops two forward slash features forward slash multiplayer. It's a really awesome video. I I can't wait to see this game. I I'm gonna snap it up as soon as it gets out. Okay. So someone like me who played the first Modern Warfare mm-hmm. got really bored with it really quick and hasn't played any since. Why should I be excited about this game? It's more streamlined. It it Call of Duty is your arcade first person shooter to the core. That's all it is. It's a run and gunner. Uh little strategy, little team strategy involved, a lot of personal strategy involved, and it's all about skill and in some cases, glitching if you go online. Uh, the offline multiplayer, if you have someone to play with, is a lot of fun. Especially when they do the bots, like in Black Ops 1 did. Okay. It's when it gets crazy fun. Yeah, um, I mean, whenever I'm playing offline multiplayer with my nephew, and it gets too late to where he has to go to bed, he'll just log out and I'll activate the bots. And I'll play by myself, just hunting down bots, and it's a lot of fun. It's it's very much a short term. It's a, I mean, the games only last. You can set them for twenty, thirty minutes if you're doing offline. <clears throat> it's it's nothing but fast run and gun action is all it's based on. So there can be some really really cool moments. I'm I'm unstoppable. I don't play online that much, but when I play on offline. My brother, my son, my other brother who tried to beat me, and other people who've tried to play against me have failed miserably. <clears throat> Whenever they see... And Mike? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I don't fail miserably. I may not be as good as you, but I can kill you. <laughs> well, I die, sure, but I die a whole lot less than everyone else. Yeah, yeah when... not a whole lot less than me. <laughs> my son, that... Mike, usually we play on the same team. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's not fair to everybody else. <laughs> I know. Remember we did that that a uh, couple of years ago to my brothers Dan and Eli. Yeah, when they were over here at my house. <laughs> yeah, well, that was so mean. We played against a team against Dan and Eli, and we murdered them. We it was it was like we hit level we hit kill cap in three or four minutes of like fifty or sixty kills, and they had two or three. I think Eli was getting ready to cry. <laughs> so you can play a, you know, like like a private game online. With your friends? Uh, well, um, no, you really can't do an online private game. Uh, okay. Split screen multiplayer is like in your living room, where the roots of gaming is. You know, when you used to sit down with your friends in your living room and play games. Right. That's where it, it in my mind, it shines big time on the multiplayer. Okay. I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but I do love that aspect of the game. Getting the um, the the kill streak perks is a blast. Black Ops Two had some of my favorite ones, or Black Ops One did. It had the death machine. If you got an airdrop that was a three kill streak, you can call on an airdrop. It would give drop down a crate that have a random um, gun or ability in it that you can use, like an airstrike or different things like that. They had one called the death machine, which was a a chain machine gun, a mini gun that would 
you just walk around and just mow everything down. It was so flipping fun. Apparently. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's what Call of Duty is. It's it's, it's your fast-paced action shooter. I'll probably be picking it up, though. I don't know if I'm going to get it for my PlayStation or for my Xbox. I'm going PlayStation, Mike. Well, I know you are, but you play split-screen, and I can't really play split-screen with you when you live across the country. Yeah, I know. Sorry, buddy. Well, if we, we we could go online together if you want. I'm not against that if I go play with a friend. Yeah. That's not an issue. Because <sighs> I'm going to get it, I think. I think I, I like to kill people, so it's something that I would probably enjoy. <laughs> Mass murder. Uh, I, you know, I thrive on that kind of thing. Even going online and just mowing people down is just awesome. Yep. I'm highly accurate with the PlayStation 3 controller. That's why I like it. Yeah, I like it better too. I'm more accurate in Borderlands 2 on my PlayStation 3 than I am on my PC. I am too. However, I do enjoy Borderlands 2 on my PC more than the PlayStation 3. Uh, the graphics are a lot smoother, a lot cleaner. The game loads at a fraction of the time that PlayStation 3 does. The save times are ridiculous on PlayStation 3. Um, it's a lot on more of a... your computer it does. It's a lot more of a smoother uh, environment. Um, on your computer. Yeah. Not everybody has a computer as good as yours. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it really depends on your computer, but yes, That's overall true. load times are better. However, there's nothing better than sitting on the couch with the controller in your hand, a beer next to you, and shooting somebody in the face. Key, shoot me in the face. <laughs> okay, right, right. Got it. <laughs> uh, there, there it is. Shoot me in the face! In the face! Do it! Shoot me in the face! <laughs> Take out! I missed your cue, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> Jetpack! Uh. <laughs> um, I was gifted uh, Dishonored yesterday. From a really awesome member of the QGN staff, I thank him greatly for that. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't really too thrilled about playing this game. Everything I saw, the cells have been awful on it. But I gave it a shot. I installed it, started playing it, and the graphics are different. It has kind of a realistic but painted feel. The textures look painted. Yeah, that's what they were going for. Um, it's interesting. Okay, it's not really as much post-apocalyptic as I thought it was, as it is kind of like a steampunk um, 1700s. Yep, that's exactly what they were going for, actually. <laughs> See, and that's like that's like my favorite setting, so I was really excited about this game. Have you tried it? No, I have not. Well, I played it for about an hour and a half last night. And some of the mechanics, I gotta admit, are very cool. I the stealth mechanics are very neat. You can do be extremely creative with what they give you, and how you do stealth kills. I'm not a big fan of the action, the straight up combat. It seems very janky to me, and not very intuitive at all. You have a block and a swipe, yay. Um, so the action side of it, when you're in straight up combat, is lacking big time. The stealth combat. It's crazy good. There's this point when I was underneath... Uh, I had to escape from prison. It has The story is very, very generic. Extremely generic. But it does set up for an interesting game. In the, in the long run, from what I'm seeing. Well, I was in the, uh, the sewers, and I was climbing on top of a pipe. And there was these guards that were 
trying to look keep a lookout for me below me and there was this uh, waterway going across or around an island if you will and there's this uh, metal bridge that goes over the waterway and there was a guard who was bending down looking into the water so I had this I had this weird idea to see if this would happen I jumped down and as I'm jumping down into the water as I pass his head I took one swipe I land in the water and there's his head floating next to me Wow. You I, had to be there to see it. It was, it was incredible. beautifully played. I, I, get, I get out of the water and there's this body limp on the railing right there, just kind of twitching. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I was sitting there watching him for a little bit. And when I when I saw that guard leaning over with his head fully exposed, I'm like, he's going to do it. Wait for it. Slice off with his head. All right. Ah, there's a floating head in the water. I don't know if that was like something the game goes into a sequence to do automatically, or if it's just my aim or whatever. Either way, it was seamless, and just how it, the whole event played out with me coming up for air, seeing the the head floating there in water with me, was just awesome. From the experience of dropping down, taking that slice, hitting the water, and the head floating was just that's something you don't see too often in a game like that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Like, and truthfully, if, if I had to list all the reasons or, like, my most important uh, mechanics in a game, uh, combat will probably be at the end. So what you're saying about the stealth and everything, that's just making me more excited about this game. It has a heavy Assassin's Creed feel, feel to it. Okay. But on a more modern setting. Well, that leaves me out then. You didn't like Assassin's Creed? Nope. Didn't like any of them. I loved Assassin's Creed 2. Not my style. I don't really game. care for sneaking up stealthy. I'd rather go in balls out. Well, that's always Guns been your playstyle. That's always <laughs> been your playstyle. Yep. Me, I'm. I like that stealthy action to an extent. I mean, if it, it's nothing but stealth, it gets. It can get annoying if I have to figure out a puzzle of like how to, you know, distract these people, go hide this body here, do this. That gets aggravating. And that's when I'm craving that adrenaline, that action. I gotta have some action in there. And that's where I think this game might have its flaw. I don't know yet. I'm only in the beginning of the game right now. So I'm kinda, I just got the powers. You have powers you can use. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, being able to teleport from one location to the next within a short distance. Or I can see through walls and floors at the people below me or in front of me. So it's, there's different powers that look really cool, like there's a, a slow time and a stop time one, kind of like the stop time shout in uh, Skyrim. Right. So I'm going to play it a lot more. I'm going to get a better feel for it, and I'll talk about it in f- on the future weeks of the show. And hopefully I'll, I'll get some um, other people playing Dishonored in the network if we have any more, and I bring them on and have them talk about it as well. So this is just the beginning of this talk, guys. I'm not going to give up on Dishonored at all. Some of, like well, I good. said, I'm, I'm excited to hear about it. That combat I got into was cool. That stealth action was awesome. Doing the the straight up combat, not so much. But when I started going into the stealth stuff, that's when it got cool. That got really cool. Um, now, hmm? now I love stealth. Uh, the one part of stealth I do not like is like trial and error type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you're like kind of like what you were saying. You're having to sneak around, and okay, you got seen. So now game over, you know, you had to start again. I hate that con. So No, it doesn't is, do that. Is it like that? If you get seen, you go into full combat. Okay. But you're not automatically done. You can get out of it. 
Right. There's one point in a prison where there was this guard talking to another guard inside of a in, in a room that had those large open windows, like a, a guard room. Mm-hmm. So he was outside in the in the hallway talking to this other guard. I snuck up behind the guard that was talking on the outside, stabbed him in the throat, and as he dropped, I pulled out my flintlock and just shot the guy through the window. Nice. Okay. So I wasn't stealth on him, but it was active combat, and I was able to take my flintlock out and take care of him. Right. So that sounds great to me. This sounds like uh, an amazing game. I'm kind of 50-50 on it right now. Okay. I, I want to I want to get the opportunity to try this game. Really bad. I was kind of impressed with, um, like I said, I was. Uh, there's elements of the game I'm really impressed with. Other elements I'm worried about. So when I when I play it more, I'll give more more detailed information on it. But right now I've only played about an hour and a half, so I, I really haven't played near enough of the game yet to give any kind of honest opinion on it. Okay. But yeah, um, that's our that's our show, guys. Am I missing anything? Nope, that sounds about it. Wow, yeah. episode one, guys, in the bag. Round of applause. This was fun. <laughs> All right, before we uh, f- officially wrap this up, we have some iTunes shout-outs. Dan, how about you give him a shot? Okay, from the U.S. of A., we have Kick Arse Jackson. We have Christopher Christopher Pewitt, Steve Schmidt, and the Baby of the Dragon. Thank the you U- for oh. your uh, pre, pre-episode one five-star reviews, gentlemen. We really appreciate it. Um, our final thoughts. I'm gonna go play some more Borderlands 2. I can't actually. I'm not gonna be able to play any games until, until Friday at least. I'm gonna be out of town this week, so. But, I'm, I can't wait to finish up playing more Borderlands. I can't wait to play Borderlands, the, the new DLC with Dan. I'm definitely gonna play a lot more Dishonored when I get the chance. I promise that, ladies and gentlemen. I will have more to talk about. Um, and that's pretty much it. Mike. Yeah, um, hopefully tonight I'll get to play some more. I'll probably be playing some Borderlands with the wife tonight, and definitely this week, as long as I don't have to get called into work, I will be killing more Borderlands. Tiny Tina for president. Tiny Tina for president. Derek? Uh, this show has got me really excited. I'm ready to get start my Borderlands 2 adventure. Let's do it. Yes. Dan? All I can say is... From what you can tell me, I really want to get into Dishonored, get into Planet Side 2 some more, and, of course, play some Borderlands with you. Alright, gentlemen, how to reach us. Our website, we have the we have the domain bot. We're not sure if it's attached just yet. Um, it should be attached very soon. It's going to be AdrenalinePodcast.com. That's everything you want to know about this show. Our main website for our network is QuestGamingNetwork.com. If you want to email us about anything, your, any kind of action game you want to comment about, have a question about, anything, what you're playing, let us know. AdrenalineGamingPodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's AdrenalineGamingPodcast at gmail.com, all one word. You can Twitter us even, at AdrenalineCast. Uh, individually, I am at author J.R. Wilson. Mike is at InsaneHero, H-I-R-O. Derek is, is at SubProta. S-U-B-P-R-O-T-A Dan can be found at Boone underscore Teeny T-I-N-I Am I missing anything on this? Not yet. Anyway, 
Adrenaline Gaming is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. Keep on shooting that face, guys, and we'll see, we'll talk to you next week. Adios, amigos. Later. Goodbye. Jetpot! Shoot me in the face! Shoot me in the face! Do it! Shoot me in the face! Shoot me in the face!